Okay, hi. Can you please give me your name and your pronouns, please? Hi, um, my name's Sagal and my pronouns are she, her. Thank you, Sagal. So nice to have you. Okay, I know this is a used question mm-hmm. and just try your best, but please describe to me your politic. My politic? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, wow. Um, why is it you ask that question and my mind goes blank? Radical, I suppose. Um, very much um, chaos, chaos oriented. Like to see everything burst into flames at some point, and then we, we work from the ashes. Um, can't think of the correct buzzwords right now, but egocentric is what I'm gonna go with. I'm, I'm gonna say that. I Negro frolics. Negro frolics. Let's go. Let's go. But yeah, all of that, all of that, and then some. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, so please describe to me your political education, be it formal or informal. Um, my political education is pretty much just being raised in a very white area in the UK and just reactionary based off of that upbringing. No formal okay. leanings, part, I think there was one political science class I took for like a week and promptly just, just cut and last part. No formal. Nothing formal at all, which is, to be honest, probably the best kind of education, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. This girl got radicalized because she's living around the whites. I was getting, of course, you know, you either could, I feel like when you're in that kind of environment, you either conform or rebel. And my form of rebellion came in like wearing bright neon pink hijabs when I got told to wear like a disgusting green one and just the the racism that came from that. And it was just, it was just dramatic, do you know what I mean? But yeah, 100%. But like where, okay, I don't feel like the listeners know like where, because they hear your accent, like where were you raised? Give us your, give us the British story, the British coming up. Hey, are you assuming I'm British, man? I could be from Texas. You don't know. You don't know what I want. You don't know what the situation is. No. But um, yeah, Canadian born. I say mm-hmm. that loosely um, because it's not something I claim. I was actually born in Ottawa, which I find really humiliating what? for a reason. I, I know some bars. I'm so embarrassed of it. And I, you know, I went to visit Ottawa and I was just like, oh, this is it. This is this is the country that from which, you know, the fruit of my mother's loins came from. It's just a disgusting yes. place. Um, I'm sorry, that's such a terrible turn of phrase. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, born in Ottawa. I left when I was two um, for, for a cheeky flight to the UK. I uh, lived there till I was 18. Lived in, in, in Somaliland, Hargeisa, for a few <laughs> random years in between um, when I was a child. Like, I spent maybe two years at a time there or like six months or a year. And then I moved to this wonderful uh, beautiful country of diversity and opportunity when i was 18 and and that's where we are now <laughs> that's where we are now it's actually really funny um because i like telling people you know get out of my country and i can say it with a straight face because i'm you really can. Canadian citizenship straight up this is my this is my canada you know who's, who's gonna tell oh, me otherwise yeah. <laughs> she has yeah, a shit on lock bro this is get my like country you know what i mean get my like country her. Get like me, you know what I mean? Get this like is our Canada, they're all just living in it. <laughs> we're just living in it. Wow, I never, I never knew you were born in Ottawa. I'm sorry, you're giving me very much sex education. You're giving me sex education. <laughs> no, I don't watch sex education. Um, but when I found out it was saying, I think it was you who told me it was, it's British. I don't know what it was. And suddenly I will watch it because, you know, we do do the best. We uh-huh. do do the best stuff, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Game of Thrones. And beans and toast. Beans and toast in them. You know what? Have you ever tried beans and toast though? It looks it's actually good. pretty decent. It's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. It's actually it gets a lot of it gets a lot of shit, 
But, you know, the same country that brought us poutine, which literally looks like fucking vomit. Yeah. So far be it for me to take slander, do you know what I mean? Far be it for me exactly. to take it. Poutine does look like vomit. It does look like vomit. I, I would eat Baby vomit. It like is banging. Dog vomit, yeah. I didn't say it didn't taste nice. I said it looks like vomit, you know? It, <laughs> it does taste like pretty banging. I think it's yeah. the curds, yeah. And the gravy. Oh, yeah. You know what it is? You guys don't know gravy, you know? You've got to come to England having a good English gravy. They can't do much. They can't do much at all, but they do a decent gravy. I'll give you that. I'm sounding a bit patriotic now, and I want to put it on the record. Not I me. actually do not no, fuck I with it. Like, I feel like you I'm good. fetishizing you for being British. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we edit this in post? Yeah, I like the accent. <laughs> not the Debbie Ryan talk. I want it on the record that <laughs> so yes. did the Debbie, she did the Debbie Ryan talk. <laughs> unironically yeah you can edit all this propaganda out later i, I hope <laughs> it's not looking very good for us both <laughs> yeah that's awesome okay so how would you in your own special way make social change because everyone in their own way contributes to social justice um i think i think the biggest like issue with social change now is like apathy is the biggest barrier we have um and how do we kind of conquer ap- apathy like i think it's unless you're a sociopath you people care about at least one thing in this world you know it could be um their dog that they've had to sell five it could be i don't know um getting into that one very specific school when they're older it could be about mm, i don't know going to hawaii at certain age anyone everyone cares about something even if it's something small um so i think it's a matter of getting people it's, it's kind of we get socialized to not care about certain things right um and everything looks larger than life when we get older because we're told everything's so distant from our reality. So I think the one way that I would want to make social change is to maybe through, I don't know, through education, through socialization, kind of make sure that the apathy never starts towards other people, right? And never, never, never let people say, um, oh, well, that's just, you know, oh, well, they're, you know, they're in Africa. So like, what does it matter? You can't really do anything. Like none of that bollocks, do you know what I mean? Dead it all. That's why we probably do. Just try and instill like an actual care for people from yeah. young to now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. I agree. So, how has your relationship um, with the notion of community changed over the years? Um, community. I I never quite understood community as a concept. I think as someone who's Somali, there is always a sense of community, however abstract. You might not experience it directly. It might not feel like a warm a warm feeling in your heart but it's there um physically you know what i mean you see aunties and, and communications and cups of tea and all this sh- shit going on um but you might not feel it in your heart and i think growing up now I, i've understood that community can move past designated groups and move into a more abstract existence so different friend groups i think that don't even speak to each other can still be in my head all a part of one community and I never quite saw it like that before I kind of saw it as okay well I'm friends with for example Zawadi and Noel and Khan and Sami and this is one friend group and friend with these people and this is one friend group and they can't touch and they have no bearings with one another but if they're in your heart as family then that's, that's a community to you these are safe spaces you know but I think that's one way it's changed I've, I've stopped trying to make it a binary existence and try and find it as if it's like this one true thing that everyone has to find at some point in their life. I don't see it like that anymore. Mm. Ooh, 
Miss uh, Miss Brain is braining. Stop, please. You know, you know, I have exactly two brain cells. They're both engaged right now. They're yeah. rubbing together. They're rubbing much. together. Bit, bit, there's a few sparks flying. Just Making a few. Flints. Slurs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, how has this pandemic been for you in terms of productivity outside of the bounds classically set by capitalism? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if you can tell, um, but it's been fantastic. I became a billionaire, um, oh ethically, an ethical billionaire. It's been a fantastic time, you know. No, wow. it's, been fucking, it's been a fucking joke. I think um, I heard the word productive somewhere in there. I heard pandemic, my brain went blank, but I think you said something about productivity. Um, the pandemic, I think, has been an absolute... Like, I used to read a lot of um, World War II poetry because I think in my brain that's when I kind of understood white people starting to understand trauma. That's kind of mm-hmm. that's when I mark it. World right? War II. That's when they understood trauma as a thing. All that, um, that, that happened to so many of them. Yeah, literally. Let's go. All these bitches mm-hmm. are sad. All these white boys are sad. Like oh, they're suffering. The, the boys were struggling. You know, what I mean, white pain. Little, it's just white my, pain. my poor little boys. Yeah. So we're all going through it. Um, to finally understand collective pain, I think, and trauma. Exactly. And <laughs> it was weird. Like I think now we're in a we're in our own as as I don't want to say like as marginalized people, but I think us mostly are all like ethnic, and we all kind of have pre-existing traumas through through our through our history, right? Through our colonial history or just diasporic existence. And now it's kind of we're experiencing something different, where it's like a collective trauma in that in that big broad world war ii sense where everyone around you has been affected in some way and i don't think we've even ever had anything people. even the white folk you know i mean I hate to say it was so ridiculous but you know they've been struggling too and i don't like to admit that often so i don't want to give their pain validity all the time but yeah they're struggling too and and it's, it's weird to kind of witness everyone cope in different ways and that kind of puts a pressure on you to cope in a certain way um or in my case not cope at all my case has been very much a um head in the sand Take my head out the sand, kind of look around, all the walls still on fire. Okay, let's put it back down. That's kind of been my reaction. It's been absolutely abysmal, babe. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's been terrible in every sense of the term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. It's been bad. <laughs> we 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 downed this. It's not We're been down fun. Horrendous. Yeah, I think I was literally thinking today, um, I was talking to my friend in the UK and she was just start like a new job and stuff. And she was talking about the implications of that because obviously now they can fuck around and there's a lot more desperate people. So jobs can fuck around a lot more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Capitalism looms, it rears its ugly head once more. And yes. I was kind of thinking about, you know, it's, it's the ways, the insidious ways of which it's going to continue to affect us for years to come. I think people went underestimating in the first couple of weeks of the pandemic when they said, we're going to be feeling this for years, you know? And I think decades at this point. I don't. Me too. I think it's going to be like ten years. Like, given the way that people are fucking around, like government officials, like mm-hmm. yeah, like literally, literally. I think care. um they do not like. It's really strange. I think because um for for me one one really terrible aspect of the pandemic has been realizing that there will not be a singular event in our lifetimes that will propel action. You know. Um, I kind of always thought to myself, there was this one big thing, I think, subconsciously, I thought, one big thing that will force all of us to unite as peoples and, and the black hands are holding the brown hands and the brown hands are holding the Asian hands and we're all together, a picture of racial unity against this one big enemy. It's never going to fucking happen because this pandemic came and showed its ass and, and we learned that really, I mean, what we've always known, which is that money is the only thing that matters and all of us who don't contribute as much um, other than a labor sense 
are all going to be thrown as collateral, you know, and and divided within ourselves in the sense that everyone it literally became every man for themselves during this pandemic. Um, and it's, it's that very physical demonstration, that government by government demonstration, where I'm looking back at the UK, my home for like all my life, and they're fucking around doing some shit over there. And I'm looking over here, my good sister Trudeau, and he's fucking around doing some shit, Ford saying some shit, Trump over there doing some shit. How many people die? You know, 100,000 people die. Their names are printed and memorialized. 500,000 people die. Nothing. Crickets. It's just, it's, it's, it's long, you know what I mean? And I realize more now than ever, that there will never be some sort of big change unless all of us kind of pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and do it together, right? Instead of waiting for the circumstances of our existence to force us into action, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh my God, like it's giving like um, like kids who grew up reading like dystopian novels, like thinking there's gonna mm-hmm. be a revolution quickly. No, oh, it's not. Where are my hunger, where are my hunger game stands? You know, that was going on. Like, I was, bruv, I was actually watching um, Money Heist. I was actually just watching it two days ago, like finishing, finishing the season or part five or whatever. And oh. as much as I love it, it's a fantastic show. I would recommend if you haven't watched it. Um, But they, there's a sense of like, the, the conditions of society have forced these people into this thing and you're watching it and even though it's just entertainment obviously the people acting i always find it so weird how the people acting are probably billionaires at this point millionaires billionaires well but they have money right but they they play these characters with such like a visceral accuracy as if they know what poverty is like maybe they have in a past life but they don't anymore um but you're watching these characters to kind of justify justify you know actions against the state and you're watching them demonstrate in such like searing like clarity like the corruption of the state but we're all watching this thing which is like the, one of the most popular shows on netflix on one of the most you know money-making <laughs> schemes which is netflix and we're all just thinking yeah that's so cool oh my god wow i love you tokyo i love you professor these people are so amazing anyways let me just go clock in like we're just not going to think about it any faster yeah and it's like, it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah rebellion like becomes a commodity yeah. exactly exactly mm-hmm. they commodify rebellion i can't believe we've been just commodified rebellion i hate y'all it's, it's, it's crazy i think like it's like yeah. it's, it's giving me the energies when i was looking at that bitch obama posting his playlist and he has scissor on there and he has jake cole on there and he's like guys hello i am i am a negro like you <laughs> listen to negro music did you see the kendrick on there like and i'm like yeah yeah that's that's our token negro do you know what i mean it's, it's just it's really fucked up i think the way certain things get commodified um drives me insane to think about yeah, it's like the that Hunger Games song playing on the radio. Are you? Are you? It was on the. It was on the radio. Crazy. That was so morbid, bro. That I era was, was really. It was. It was the Hunger Games and what was it? What was the other one? Divergent. The Hunger Games. Ah, Divergent. Wow, what a time! Need to watch that again, actually. But Theo James never hurt anyone, did it? No, never did. But yeah, I can do. I can do a, a impression of Theo James. Oh, go on. Share with the class. <laughs> Share with the class. <clears throat> Fear doesn't shut you down. It wakes you up. I've seen it. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Oh, it's like he's right here with you. Who with us? <laughs> I mean, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Take a bow. Take a bow. Take a bow. That's so funny. Dead ass though. That's literally how it is. You even had the little. You guys can't see this. She had the little like the the furrowed brows down just to give that that white man intensity. Brilliantly done. That 
white man was staring at my soul in the movie theater. Yeah. He was looking at me. A hundred percent. Was like a self-insert character. She very much was a was it was a like where YN used to be. They wrote her name for sure. Yeah, Defo was giving. <laughs> Those books were terrible, actually. That the films were terrible. She's not a good actress. Um, Hunger Games. Yes. Like, Hunger Games was giving up. Sign. Good actress. The writing um, was terrible. You're allowed <gasps> to be wrong. That's respectful. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you not watch the Four Nine Stars? Yeah. Did you not watch the? Yeah. And how was she in that? Yeah, no comment. Exactly. She's <laughs> terrible. With her with her brother from the, uh, she played, yeah, and uh, Ansel <gasps> Elgort brother lover thing going on. Yeah. It's so disgusting. He has such it's a fight. When I see Ansel on the street, it's a fight. <laughs> I don't trust Gun anyone Gun. called Ansel, man. What kind of fucking name is that? I'm sorry. I, I love to we have to bully white people names like they bully ethnic names. But what kind of fucking name exactly. is Ansel? Fucking so what complicated. Like I can't Azel, Azel. Can I just call you Axel? Like Oh it's just it's not really he's a whole pedophile right. you know that he's a say pedophile. swear really I swear. yeah <laughs> yeah fucking he's, hell. A he has more he's a whole pedophile a whole pedophile jeez i didn't know that losing count of how many of those hollywood niggas are pedos man so many of them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. another one <laughs> another one another one another one <laughs> such creeps man at least R. Kelly got his, his time. That's why when I see him on the street, it's like this, it's a gun. It's a gun. You know who I feel like that for? Lynn Manuel Miranda. <gasps> if I see Lynn Manuel Miranda, I'm gonna run at him at full speed. He and I know you were niggers. He called Listen, listen, I'm gonna run and chase and I don't even run like that, but I will chase him. I will mm-hmm. drop whatever's in my hand just to chase him. And I know he's the kind of kind of bitch just run on sight, like if you see someone chasing him. He's a bitch. So bro. I just want to chase him. I'm not I'm not gonna show staff when I catch him, but I just really want to chase him. And his rich um, parents. And and watch as he tries to like you know organize his little quiff you know it's gonna be falling down his his eyes and he's gonna be like <laughs> like I I just I would like the satisfaction of doing that like he's such a shit I can't stand him he's just ugh. it's him and Meek Mill and and Ben Affleck I think those are the three men I just want to chase for no reason just down a street <laughs> no context just just running in vibes yeah. yep 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 I, I I agree I concur I concur bro. <laughs> Okay, so how has your idea of friendship and community changed or not changed due to this pandemic? Um, I think I started to, I was always one of those people who, um, and I think you would you would know this as well, like I, I would be everywhere at all times um, and try to see everyone at all times. And it was just for me, my, my idea of friendship was giving everyone a, a, a slice of your day all the time and someone needs to have a slice of your day and that someone can never really be you and that was my understanding of friendship regardless of how exhausted you are you know certain people because I have a, a lot of friends I'm a very social person I was anyways for the pandemic this is very much tied up now um and I kind of thought like if you weren't giving them this this slice of time it's disrespectful to them and what does it say about you and your relationship to them you know if I'm avoiding someone it means to me that I don't like them and if I like someone I want to spend time with them and that's and I had those two very weirdly mixed up in my brain um and then this pandemic you know that thing was taken out of taken entirely because you're not seeing people um mm. and then it's it's text and tweet and snap and vibe and i can't text you've seen you've tried <laughs> i don't text well i don't text well because it just i don't know what it is um i'm just i don't think i'm as i'm as cool on text like i think i can I, i'm wittier in person when i text like it takes a second for the for it to translate so i just don't like to do it too much and then it just mm. becomes a chore and you don't and then and then it's just 
you know, you go ages and ages and ages and ages without speaking to people, but they're still in your heart. Mm-hmm. So straight away, that relationship between giving people all your time and friendship was like, it dissolved into thin air because yeah. all of us had a mutual understanding. And it's like, all my, I'm lucky enough to have people who are just wonderful, wonderful understanding friends um, who just got it. You know, like if we don't speak for like weeks at a time and we speak maybe once every couple of weeks, that's fine. Months even, you know, we all have shit going on. Um, and that shit was going on before pandemic. Shit will go on after the pandemic. So I think that compassion and understanding that natural passion, mm. compassion um, was really helpful for me, you know? Um, and I think I don't think I will ever find myself in a position where I'm spreading myself too thin again. I don't think it's possible now because I I know I know now that these people that I care about I can fall back on won't be expecting that kind of labor from me. And they never maybe they maybe never were, and it was my own expectation. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know so, what you mean. I know what you, exactly what you mean because I told you about that horrible anti-black group of cockroaches from Ryerson. And oh like, God, yes. Yeah, like I was like. Like this pandemic has like kind of like shown me like if you weren't my friend like during this pandemic you were my friend before because like mm-hmm. I don't know that whole situation really fucked me up because I was like what is friendship but they made me feel bad like first of all like I don't know because I I'm a very social person too I'm very outgoing mm-hmm. I'm very like extroverted and I feel like that's kind mm-hmm. of like in contrast with the way that I've been in high school because like, I was just kind of shut down because like, it was kind of a toxic environment to be honest mm-hmm. that I went to so mm-hmm. like. University was like, okay, this is the this is the time I want to reinvent my life, get a proper social life, find people who I can be in community with, find my uh, my chosen family or whatever. But like, yeah, like I think that it's just like about like, I don't know, like getting people to like me versus me actually liking them. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I feel like the whole thing, like the whole situation was like, oh, like it was because of the pandemic that we that we were anti-black towards you. No, we were anti-black before the pandemic. Like you, mm-hmm. you hated black people before the pandemic. You yeah. didn't like black women using their voices before the pandemic. So don't act as if like this whole group chat situation is the reason why like um mm-hmm. our friendship has had a strain. Like you guys are actually mm-hmm. just anti-black cockroaches. And like yeah. dead ass. Like then I'm like yeah. my ideas of friendship have changed because I'm like I literally because like yeah you said that that mutual understanding we can't see each other. We weren't talking for like every day and it's like mm-hmm. just because you don't talk with someone every day doesn't mean like you're, you're not their friend right so we're all living mm-hmm. through a pandemic like where's that mm-hmm. understanding for me you know what I mean where's that understanding for me yeah like, like a good friend will right? always extend grace towards you I think no matter exactly. what your circumstances are um and the thing is with people that are like literally anti-black it's like you can't really rationalize with that because at yeah. the very core of their hearts is contempt yeah Exactly. A friendship can never survive of contempt. At best, you can have some sort of tenuous acquaintanceship with people like that. Um, but yeah, when people say things like, yeah, it's because of the pandemic, you know, tensions were high. Tensions were high Absolutely. because of racist no. shit. I'm not sure about that, sweetheart. Not quite not sure. sure about that the math isn't mapping there. It's yeah, not I'm mapping. not really sure about that. Yeah, I'm glad you got out of that fucking bollocks. Though. That was bullshit. That was genuine bullshit. Bullshit, bro. But like, it's yeah. fine. I'm better off. Like, I'm just like, yeah I'm honestly sometimes sometimes like I think um something that a lot of us struggle with is like a certain sense of like loneliness when you lose certain people or investments I think a lot of friendships have the connotation of investment like I've been with you for this long mm-hmm. so you know I can't I, I can so. no longer you know what I mean I can I can't I can't um I can't not try um and I was talking to another friend about this about a situation that's like about her friend and she was having an issue with them and I was telling her I'm like you can't she's like oh well, what do I do like how do I try and I'm like what do you mean try like, if someone's done something that's that's fucked up to you there's nothing to try 
they've yeah. acted and now it's your choice to react in a manner that's best for you you know you can't really like pump life into a dead body no matter how much you try you know that's kind of how these things can be unfortunately exactly not her giving life advice on the podcast oh, yes. no, don't I'm, I'm a mess don't take me seriously take everything with a grain of salt <laughs> <laughs> dead ass. Yeah, yeah. Unserious candidate over here. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. French within the pandemic is definitely different. It's mm-hmm. definitely different, but like, it's still like, I don't know. I don't feel like other issues that such as like, you know, like being politically aligned with your friends or like, just like, you know, checking in with them. Like, I don't feel like, I don't know. Like those people made me feel like um, just because we weren't talking every day doesn't mean like, the rules of human decency don't apply. Like, but that's the weird thing. I think weird. people say, I see this tweet every now and then or whatever, or some variation of it, where it's like, um, you know, just because you're not politically aligned doesn't mean you can't be friends. Like, baby, my politics means, you know, I believe in some fundamental truths, yeah. equality, human decency, kindness. Safety, your politics justice. Is ba- justice, do you know what I mean? Um, literally, and if your politics is basically saying, I don't really fuck with any of that, but... But you're all right, you know, you're good. Let's let's let, let us be friends. And the amount of people I've met who are like that, they're like conservative, but they're like, oh, but Scarlett, like, you're pretty interesting. Let's be friends. I'm like, why? Oh, the fuck? Why no. the fuck would you want to be Eat friends that. with someone who really stands for everything I'm against? But for yeah. some reason, under the under the guise of human pleasantry, we're supposed to what stand together. The Republican and Democrat shaking hands. Fuck this, man. We're not the American politics system. This is bullshit. Like, it's, it's not happening. So corny. No way. <laughs> no. No, literally, it's so corny. It's so corny. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. You don't know which way is up. You got it twisted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So your politics is my politics or we're not friends. Or yeah. not friends. And, it, and, it's that, and it's that simple. It's really that simple. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay so last question how are you pardon <laughs> how are you how am i oh yeah sorry i was just like where's, where's the rest of us where's the rest of it i don't know you know i've had a bit of a um i was telling Zawadi earlier i've had a bit of a fun day musically um and i've just been listening to the shrek soundtrack on, on soundcloud shrek 2 specifically um, yes because um Here because you. i think it is disappearing. Honestly, it's, I, I, I have, I am of the opinion, and no one can change my fucking mind that it is the best film created in history. Nothing's touching yeah. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about none of them, Woody Allen or whatever those pretentious films. It's that. It's Shrek Two. It's Shrek Two unequivocally. Um, so I don't know. I woke up kind of serene, which is a strange way to wake up. Um, and I stayed up late, and I woke up a good time, and I woke up serene, and I listened to Shrek 2, and I listened to Thong Song, and I listened to Calling All the Monsters by China and McLean, um, as I always do. I tend to do that all the time. And it's an all right day. And now I'm speaking to you. I've been in conversation with you even before we started this recording. And I feel like it is an all right day. And that's mm. very rare these days to say that something is just okay, but it is just okay. Today's an okay day for me. That's where I'm at. How are you feeling? I'm I'm feeling I'm hungry. I don't know if I'm gonna eat like because I'm smelling like some chicken. Like I think one of my neighbors are eating like chicken. I think I might go to the metro and buy some chicken or. I'm gonna pull up at the house. Sushi, huh? 
go to the house and be like, care to spare? Like, make friends with your neighbors. Oh my God, not the neighborly love. Have a sugar type bit. You know, have a cup of sugar. Oh, what's that? Oh, that loves, that smells delicious. Look what you got going on there. Yeah, introduce yourself. (laughs) Have you met your neighbors yet? I, oh my God, I actually met one of my neighbors when I moved in. She Mm -hmm. opened the door for me. Um, and me and my mom, because she tagged along when I moved to Montreal, but whatever. That's that's, that's a whole different uh, therapy session. But like, yeah, <laughs> like she, this neighbor, she was the person who opened the door for me because my landlord is annoying and a piece mm-hmm. of shit. So he wasn't even there. He was supposed to be there. So she opened the door for me and I was able to go upstairs. And like that person, I ended up applying to like, I work at this grocery store. So clearly gentrified, mm-hmm. like seven minutes away from my house. And she's my, she's my, like, she's my boss. Like basically like she's the boss. The person who opened the door for me when I moved in is my coworker at the grocery store. Isn't that such mm-hmm. like a wild coincidence? Kismet, yeah. It's kismet. You guys be friends. You guys make friends with yeah. me. We're friends. We're friends. Yeah. yeah. That's so it's cute. It's a cute little, like, Gemini, Quebecois. Oh God, Quebecois. Can you can you say anything in French? I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn the the fetch bullshit onto you now. Can you speak some French? Like Canadian French? What do you want to say? I can teach you. I can teach you how to say your name. You can say. Do you know? And that's Je m'appelle. Is that Je m'appelle? Yeah. What do you want to say? I'm a student of beauty. Oh no! I don't need to announce that everywhere I go. I don't know. How about? I'm just going to test you because I know exactly one sentence in French and it's how to ask for a hot chocolate because naturally that's the most important thing to know. So yeah. is Quebecois French different? So say, can I have a hot chocolate in French? Quebecois French? No, the Quebecois here roast my French. They're like, you're so French. Like I said like a, a, like a thing like, because we're talking, because actually the job is kind of like stressing us out because like there are robberies at the thing. People are stealing money from the coffers. And like- Pardon? Gonna- <laughs> exactly. Really? Yeah, it's messy. And like now at the grocery store. Like, no, like people are actually like, getting accused of stealing. And like I would just know. say I said, I said in French, like oh sacre. Like, you know, it's like it literally like translates to like it's scary. It's, like, it's scary. Sounds like <laughs> But like yeah, the the Gemini is like, what the fuck did you just say? Like that's such a French like 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 um expression. So I feel like Do you fluent in French? She's fluent, huh? You're fluent in French? Yeah, I'm fluent in French, but I'm fluent in French French, not Quebecois French. Quebec- Good, teach them I don't know. Yeah, Quebecois that's what French. I've heard. But you don't need to. They need to learn to, you know what I mean? Recolonize them a bit, like a third time. <laughs> <laughs> Put your OG French onto their bollocks <laughs> French and then... Exactly. <laughs> like a fusion thing. It's hilarious. Actually, I don't know why I'm surprised. Of course you would know French if you moved there. I don't know why that's like taking me. I thought you were kind of doing a, a sort of Emily in Paris thing where you're just going to pull up. <laughs> speak the language <laughs> do you know what I mean I, I've not watched the show I'm making a reference I don't know maybe she speaks French I, I don't <laughs> I have no I haven't I have not watched the show sorry oh my remember when French people said that they're being she's being racist like, how can you be racist against white people like I've tried all my life tell me how she was racist I want to take notes <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to do what she did what is what even is French culture couple am i appropriating if i wear a beret is that is that their racism if i wear a beret and i kind of do the ha 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 like is that like is this, is this not, racism to them racism. that's what i'm saying we're talking french about people Haiti. we're talking about Haiti. Yeah. French people deserve like they deserve all the smoke all the lashings all like, of the smoke. honestly all i was reading a little bit about like egypt 
Um, and when Napoleon and his little five foot four hours, like fucking five, six other fuck toy wars, went over to Egypt and he brought all these people to take notes, copious notes of, of the of the place. Um, and he was just kind of like, yeah, this will do. This will do nicely. That's a bit of me. <laughs> he was like, we want to get in there. And I don't know, I think, I think it was just the way the person, I don't remember why I was reading even, but it stuck with me because the way it was described, you could literally just imagine this little entitled short stinky bastard just kind of looking around like, that'll do nicely yeah no, yeah no, let's get in here let's get in here you know with his people taking copious notes of every everything they can find um just to kind of have a point of reference to the country they're about to colonize it's fucked up to think about i think the depths of it all and you know what like when you think about it like european cultures like they were actually like pretty backward because like i remember like reading like this thing about like how in versailles they didn't have mm-hmm. any toilets so like in the middle of the party, people would just lift up their skirts and then pee and poo. And they said that, oh, like, it was so stinky in Versailles. There people had to wear perfume, but it actually didn't do anything. And then oh my God, like, yes. Yeah, like, every couple of weeks, <laughs> they, had to, like, they had to like fucking like clean, deep clean Versailles because they'd be like shit and pee in the corner. It was like, yeah. where did they get off saying that they're the master race? Master race where? But that's, that's my thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. And I think um, when it came... <laughs> So I've just got this, I've got this really strong mental image of people lifting up their like hench skirts and just taking yeah. the shit somewhere. Like that's just in the corner. Hot. It was nasty. No, but that's, I know they, they only bathe, like I think a lot of them only bathed a few times in their life. Like exactly. once I think it was like once when they were given like when they were born and once when they got married. And I think I don't remember the, the third occasion, probably death. Um and it was just and they would try and put perfume, like rose, rose scented perfumes and oils over their stuff. Oh, parfum. Oh my god, that's a French word, isn't it? Hilarious. Yeah. It's ironic, like, actually. To be fair, the French are still a very unhygienic people. Um, so yeah. glad to see that some remnants of their history has survived. Um yeah. that is about as racist as I care to get. If, as long as I can, you know. For them. <laughs> yeah. How can I be racist? I have a white refrigerator. I try, I really do try. I like saying outrageous <laughs> things that offend white people, but it's still not racism, you know. But we oh, can try. We can Maybe try. if we all put our hearts into it. And stand together. Maybe one day. <laughs> we too can stand up to this white people. We too can stand. Yeah, exactly. I think I saw a video of Charlie, um, I forgot her last name, the TikTok one. And this girl was having a straight up, like, I'm sorry to laugh, but she looked like she was having an exorcism. She was losing her like, I'm not, they're calling me musty. I just like you. And I'm like, it's like that one meme, you know, the one of the woman, it's just shaking the blonde one. And I'm like, poetry, poetry. Life imitates art. <laughs> <Cinema>. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why that sent me so much. Like, so funny. So funny. Yeah, I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Let's actually how we, our conversations just pivot <laughs> so quickly. Pivot. Just one big pivot. This is yeah, going to be the name of the episode. One big pivot. That's yeah. that. It's actually pretty decent. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. <laughs> Very on brand. <laughs> So do you want to shout anyone else? Shout I'm anyone else? Yeah. But, oh, shit. This would be the perfect time to have that Whitney video. You know, the one where she's like, Kelly, <laughs> Michelle, right. <laughs> you know, she does it. Um, um, I'd like to thank God, um, the Lord God, because God is what makes everything possible. I'm going to do it like, N- like the NFL style, right? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Glory be to God and all that, obviously. Um, then I can't really think of anyone um, off the top of my head, quite frank. Shout out you, Zawadi. Um, for giving me the space to waffle unprovoked and I hope that you can edit some of the more questionable parts out at the end 
so that 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 that, that, that is very much my reigning hope. Um, I've got nothing to say. I'm so sorry. <laughs> not, not, not a critical thought running oh, through my mind. Me. me all the time, Roka. No thoughts. No thoughts. You really should have brought me here. I've, I think I'm out of myself. I absolutely lost, lost, a lost cause. The jig is up. <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan will talk about you. No, you will last one. Oh my God. I need to I, you know, I haven't listened to Jasmine Sullivan before. I've never listened to her. No. Yeah. She's, She's an Aries. Uh, Challenge. What are you? What are I'm you? Aries. Of course you are. Actually, that checks out. Wait, How when is that birthday? Is it just April just Really? I'm April twenty first. Oh my god! April people birthday. Diamond You know, I hate that though. I hate that diamond birthstone. But we all the sexy crystals out there. Yeah. We get the one that's. Basin. the most expensive one <laughs> like, how am i gonna i'm gonna deck myself out let's say if it was like citrine if i wear a citrine if it was like carnie i could deck myself out diamonds mm-hmm. how the fuck's a girl gonna deck herself out in diamonds you know what i mean mm-hmm. and even if he did you know no one's thinking birthstones no they're thinking let's rob that bitch you know yeah, rob her get rob her, her. <laughs> get her <laughs> like the tiffany diamond that beyonce wore oh my god was like really yellowy is it supposed to be yellowy oh. that, is that the vibe that was a blood diamond <laughs> It was actually. So people are like, yo, why are you explaining African for the same body as game? Like, come on. Black is sucked. Mm-hmm. Speak on it. It's, let's talk about it. Her, 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 her Pan-African era didn't bang. It didn't bang. Give me two bucks. Um, giving black. No, like, rich Africans are going to see the gates of hell first. Like, they really are. Start like, the there. ones in the continent start there. Like, you guys are exploiting your fellow people. You're being anti-black. Like, you guys are just the colonial lab dogs. Like, you guys are the dogs of the state. Like, woof, you know? Like, so, so would you take that dinner with Jay-Z? It's my question. <laughs> I'll take the 300,000. No, no, no. I feel like, Zawadi, let's be honest here. It's a safe space. <laughs> I feel like you take the dinner with Jay-Z. Why? I feel like you would. I feel like you'd have you'd have some 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 questions to ask, some business endeavors, perhaps. Why do you, let's be honest with each other here. On my on my take, podcast, would you take? <laughs> would you take the dinner with Jay Z? I wouldn't. I I'm so confused. Whenever people talk about this, like I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> These two niggas are in imaginary scenarios. Like I don't even. I'm not with you in La La Land. I don't know. I can't come with you, babes. I'm in the real world. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you I need to understand Jay-Z who give you advice. Who give you advice. That will help you become a billionaire. Are you not, is not, you, you not getting the opportunity? On Beyonce. Oh my God. You know what? Maybe it's worth taking the dinner just to ask him like, so. Why did you cheat on Beyonce? What the fuck is wrong with you? Thoughts. Um, what you talking she, about? What's between her and her God? To be honest, I'm um, the queen light brights. The queen of the light brights. <laughs> How do you do that? Oh no! The <laughs> beneficiary of colorism. I thought y'all liked yellow skin bitches. That How is so funny. Yellow bone. I think she calls herself a yellow bone in one song. I don't remember which one it is. Creole. Miss Creole. Creole. Why did Why did you do that to Miss Creole? <laughs> To this day, huh? Solange still has no respect for trying to fuck him up in that elevator. To this day. Exactly. Now I understand Solange more and more. I'm like, fuck this nigga. The more, the more I learn about Solange, the more she just becomes that bitch no, to me. Like, yeah. She really, she really oh, does. Relatable. So just when, to clarify, when it's time to eat the rich, we'll hide her. Will we hide her? Will we hide her? Mm, no, I don't think we will, but we'll, we'll hesitate. 
Positive. Who's what? Who's one rich person you'd like really not? You'd let them live. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Cause like there's none. Like I don't really. You know. I don't really think about rich people like that. Like from the minute one celebrity. I'm really trying to think as well. One celebrity that when the when the class wars come, they're like sheltering them. You know what? That nigga who played Raphael Solano. I like him. You've got your priorities so <laughs> fucked. You're joking. You must be having a laugh. Buddy. Yes. This ain't that much of a safe space. That guy, he was so midi. We're good he at midi. So, he was so midi. He was not that cute. I'll hide him. I'll hide him. There's, there's plenty of pink people who probably look exactly like him on our side of the class war. So why are you sparing him? <laughs> Actually, I'd, I'd spare Gina Rodriguez for the entertainment. I'd make her wear a little Joker jingle hat and make her entertain us. And she'd sing the Fijis until the day. Of her <laughs> Dance! <laughs> Dance, my king! Sing it! Sing it! Voodoo, I can do what you do, believe me. Like, say it! Say it! I'm like, mm. That's what it's mm, at. Mm, That's the Denny Entertainment. Play it down. Play it down. One more time. Again. Again. <laughs> That's the Arthur Denny Entertainment. We'll need again. again. Actually, sorry. All the cast of New Girl. I've decided. I'd save all the cast of New Girl. Do you watch New Girl? Watch New yeah, Girl. I watch New Girl. It pisses me off when people say that uh, that that Jess's boy, Jess's man, is hot. And that, that actually makes Nick? me so... Yeah, people, make, people say he's hot. I'm like, don't piss me off. Don't I guess this. Me. I guess this isn't the safe space that I thought it was. Um, no, it, it's not. I guess not. not. You're wrong, and you're so loud about it too. I, I don't know how you agenda. speak. It's the ugly agenda. It's happening. It's, ugly it's Well, there is an agenda, and I, I, I hate to say it, I do contribute to it. There's something about medium ugly men. Mm-hmm. They're so irresistible, mm-hmm. and he's definitely one of them. Just be honest. Don't say he's. Don't say. Don't tell me he's attractive because I'm gonna get pissed off. No, no, he's don't... he's clapped. No, 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 no. To be fair, <laughs> there's a difference between ugly. Like you can be attractive and ugly. Yeah. The more you know. You it's because he's be funny. Busy. That's why. He's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez, man, I love him. You're mad. He's fit. Where's Farhan and, and Sammy in the world? I know they defend me. I know they have my. They're gonna defend you. I'm gonna get pissed off because I'm just saying. You guys are all. <laughs> Nick Miller. Nick all... Miller is fine. He, has, he looks a bit like an eagle. And that's always attractive. You know what I mean? He has the aquiline features, you know? Yeah. If they were here, you guys would gang up on me. And I'd be like, I know. Oh, I, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm just he's ugly. ugly. He's busted, yeah. bro. That's he's so good. disrespectful. Like that. Good. Like, um, please. You know who's actually really fit? And this is so embarrassing. Um, maybe I should wait till after me. <laughs> you know the guy who plays Russell? The old white guy? Who's Sorry. Russell? Um, the mean girl, new girl, yeah, the old guy oh, right. that she had sex with, yeah, yeah, she got it. He's fair. I'm so sorry. Spirit of Tamira it lives within me. <laughs> That's a capitalist too. Pick, pick up the phone. I pick up the phone. I'm not wrong. I'm on my way by him. I mean, but yeah, unfortunately, I'm not actually. I'm, I I retract those last statements. I don't want to be. I don't want it formally known as uh, I'm a white man's whore. I want that off. I want it off the record. Yeah. Can we can we do that? Scratch, <laughs> scratch off the record. I don't want it. I don't want anyone to know that I'm a man's whore. Just dating men in general, it's a struggle. It's embarrassing. Um, it really is, isn't it? Being Something associated so- with them is so embarrassing. 
humiliating truly 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 they just truly the lesser sex the oppressor they are the oppressor that's why you're dating your oppressor sharing an apartment signing a lease (laughs) getting married no honestly so humiliating and you know i feel like the last time i said a celebrity was paying he went and did something so stupid and i was just like i'm so embarrassed which one which one i think it was jack harlow Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Wadi, please love me. No, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Do you? <laughs> yeah. No, but I stopped. I stopped. I'm like, no. You can't stop. You either I do or you stop. don't. I chose to stop. You can't choose to stop. The heart wants the heart one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I oh what a what a guy. What's he's a personality. His personality is funny. I think he grew up ugly. Huh? He grew up ugly. It's because he grew up ugly. He got fillers, you saw? Yeah. <laughs> this is a safe space for <laughs> it's a safe space for Jack Harlow stands. Um we are literally talking about absolute bollocks at this point. Like it's bullshit. But yeah, I did see the fillers and I think you know, I think he's beautiful either way. You know, I think I think he's beautiful no matter what. That's a white person. How can you be a rapper? Like that's the thing. Like he does. I don't care about rumors. Why is that sense of humor? Honestly. You know what he is? He's like a, a real cleaned up G Easy. You know? Yeah. Like everyone hates G Easy, but point to me. I, I mean, I don't listen to Jack Holly's music at all. I'm really mm-hmm. not trying to get sucked into that trap, other than the one industry baby song. <laughs> you know? But I'm yeah. pretty sure he's just like G Easy. I say without yeah. listening to he's just, music. These white rappers are just so yeah. sneaky. You're so sneaky like that. Like, how are you infiltrating in the community? With, like, it's literally infiltrating, it's genuine <laughs> infiltrating. <laughs> Why but we allow it this one time. One time for the one time. Because he makes us laugh and giggle a little bit. <laughs> He's fit. He's fit. Fit yeah. men get away with murder. Do you know what I mean? Honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the interview. <laughs> we ending it on Jack Hollis. Yeah. Ending on Jack Hollis. Oh, yeah. Let's press stop. <laughs>